0: G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Hope you're all doing well. I have a fabulous guest for you today, Laura Templeton from 30 Second Success. And we're talking about something that everyone in business and everyone really who's ambitious in their career, right, Laura, needs to be able to do. You need to be able to say what you do in a powerful way in a very, very short period of time. <laughs> so that's Laura's expertise. Laura to start off with tell us a little bit more about you tell us a little bit more about what you're what you're up to this year.
1: Yeah, so this year's been kind of interesting, a little bit of a challenge with everything that's happening with the pandemic, but I have absolutely been having a blast doing more public speaking virtually. Um I talk a lot about your 30 second message and now more than ever people are actually using Zoom for networking. So we've yeah. had to make that shift. And guess what? Your 30-second message comes along with you. So if you were feeling disconnected and not sure how to connect with your audience online, it's the perfect segue into having that conversation about your 30-second message and how important it is because it's it's really a door opener to having more deeper conversations with your audience.
0: Yeah. Love it. And it's like that kind of, I want to ask you a little bit about the what not to do and what to do. But you mentioned there that you're doing speaking and you're an author as well. So do you kind of tie that all into your business? Or are they kind of like, what's been your journey to being an author, being a speaker, and then also running your own business?
1: Yeah. So I thank you for asking that. That's one of those things that, you know, the whole journey is part of it. You know, five years into this, almost six years now into my business. And I started out doing like the one on one coaching and helping folks in my network and then kind of got started getting requests for helping other folks because I just totally understood what the formula was behind creating your 30 second message. And when I saw too many people struggling to effectively communicate who they are, I started helping. So the one-on-one coaching is where I started. Right, yeah. and then it just kind of transitioned into more. I wanted to be able to reach more people, and I love public speaking. I guess you could call me a geek that way. I love being on stage and sharing my ideas and my thoughts, and you know things that I've learned over the years, and you know in sales and marketing, and and understanding that formula is so key and so vital to opening up the door for conversation. That I started teaching other people how to do it, and even from the stage. So you know, and then you know one of the the biggest pieces for me was taking all of that, everything that I've learned and really putting it into a book form so that folks that hear me speak and want to actually have a really good solid tool so they can reference and go back and, and look at it and say, because there's a lot of parts and pieces to it that you can get creative with. Once you have that basic formula down, um, I wanted to give people the tools that they need to, to be really effective in their networking, not just with their message, but going deeper. You know, yeah. understanding that networking piece and having those great conversations and, and becoming a really great connector. And that's where the ditch the pitch and start connecting comes in. Right. It's yeah. it's like, get, let's get beyond that pitch. Let's get beyond that 30 second message and really start talking about how important those conversations are. Because I think yeah. there's there's something to be said for the lost art of conversation.
0: You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And it's like, you know, you mentioned that you connected with Nate Payo and Christine Smith, who Christine's been on the podcast show. Nate's been on the live stream and will be on the podcast show. Like um, these are people who are passionate about networking. And I was like, we are just so going to get along. (laughs) Like I know a lot of my audience are, are the same. One of the things we've been focusing a a lot on is like you know the value of being relevant the value of really empathizing with the person that you're speaking to but it can feel like how do I like kind of I think what a lot of us do is we go how do I get everything into like a sentence on my LinkedIn headline how do I get everything into like that first thing that I say what do you see can you talk about some of the mistakes you're seeing people make even though they might know they need to be relevant when it comes to trying to open that door? What, what's happening there?
1: So the, the key thing, and, and you said it right there, was how do I fit everything I do into my 30-second message, right? And, and helping people understand that your 30-second message is really just a door opener to having a deeper conversation. When I'm speaking to large audiences, one of the biggest things that we talk about is the fact that your the importance of your 30-second message is really not to educate people on everything you do. Because let's think about it, right? If you told every somebody everything you do, there's no reason for them to have another conversation with you. Oh, I know what he does. I'll file that away in my memory bank for when I need him, right? Or, you know, need her. And if we give them just enough, kind of like a teaser, right? Like get them to go, ooh, how do you do that? That's the brilliance behind your 30-second message is really just kind of that... It's like a, that drip campaign, but in emails, yeah. they talk about the drip campaign. Well, your 30 second message is kind of like you're dripping really good nuggets on them and getting them to want to know more. So it inspires conversation because the know, like and trust factor that's so important in in connecting with people and staying connected with people begins when you have those conversations, yeah. But people are so busy they're just wanting to connect and connect and oh yeah I've got
0: 5000 connections
1: on LinkedIn. Well how many of them do you know?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
1: that's a big piece of it. It's it's understanding that it's it's not shoving everything that you do. It's finding those <laughs> those little nuggets that get everybody to go, you know, ooh, you want them to lean in. And you know when you can share those little nuggets of of how you serve your audience in a deeper, more, you know, connecting with people on an emotional level is so important. Like, and don't be afraid to add your heart to your message, right? Mm -hmm. Like how many times do you talk to somebody and and they're like talking about their business and all of a sudden they hit on one specific topic and you can literally see them light up and they start to like get really passionate about them. Like, that's what you should be talking about.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Not all this other
0: stuff, you know, it's like, talk about your passion. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It's, it's interesting. Cause as you were saying that I was thinking about, you know, once you're in the conversation as well, and you know, whether this is virtually or in person, or we're doing a lot of virtual at the moment, what I find that I do is so once, once someone's interested in what I'm doing, we're having a chat. I'm basically I actually said this to someone yesterday. I'm like, I'm looking for where we connect. So I say a few things. I don't know if this is bad or good, but I'm interested in your thoughts on this. So I'm like, I'll say something. I'm like. And I used to do this weirdly when I tutored kids. So I used to tutor kids in like mathematics and science and stuff. And I'd be like, right, I'll explain algebra this way. I'm like, it's not, there's no spark there. Okay, I've got to try something else. I'd explain it another way. No, they're not getting it. Third way. Now they're like, oh, I get it. And I'm like, right, okay, that's how your brain thinks. Okay, cool. Now I'm going to do more of this, right? And I find I do the same in like a, you know, a conversation where it might be for collaboration, might be for sales, might be for a bunch of different reasons. How can we work together kind of conversation? But I'm kind of going like, is it this? Is it this? Oh, they're interested in this and they're trying to do this. Okay. Now I'm going to go into (laughs) having that. Right. But what I find challenging personally, and I think a lot of us do is like, if we're good at the conversation, we still might struggle with getting that foot in the door because, you don't have that opportunity to to like kind of see what lights that particular person up, right? Like, do you do you agree with that? Do you kind of see that challenge for people?
1: Well, I do, and I, it all comes down to to asking really good questions, right? Mm-hmm. And then really listening. Like, we're we really need to listen and allow people to open up. Yeah. So sometimes we have a tendency to ask a really great question. The person will answer and then then we'll give our opinion on it. But sometimes we have to hold back. We have to get them to really open up. And in order to do that, you need to allow them the space to really talk. You know, I I talk about follow up all the time. And one of the key things in, you know, having those conversations after your 30 second message or after you've met someone is really listening. So having those conversations where you are asking a lot of questions and asking a lot of questions and getting them to open up and starting to trust you and relax, you know, then, you know, they share little tidbits and and more and more and they start to really get comfortable. One of the things that it's so funny because you have to understand that most people, if you ask them what they like about what they do, they have a harder time explaining what what they like about what they do than they do about what they don't like about what they do. Mm. So you start to identify the pain points when you, you know, tell me a little bit more about what you love about your work. Tell me a little bit more about your favorite clients to work with. And then kind of flip the switch and say, Oh my gosh, have you ever had a client that you absolutely loved? And then all of a sudden they turned into like this rating monster that you had no clue was going to happen. Or have you ever had a client that you wish you hadn't taken on? You know, there's, there's ways that you can have those conversations, but you have to, again, establish that trust, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on what type of work you do. And, you know, for, for someone who does marketing is, you know, what do you love about your marketing? What do you love about, you know, working on social media? Most people are going to jump into, well, I like, you know, this is I like connecting with people on social media, but I hate actually having to post and respond and all that other stuff. You know, so they're going to start telling you right away what they don't like about it. Right. Um, So it's a natural transition. People are prone to telling us more what they don't like than what they do like about some things, especially especially if they're not happy in their work. Or if they're not happy with a particular project they're working on or if they're not happy with, um, you know, somebody, you know, somebody that they've come in contact with. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, so-and-so, you know, what was your experience with working with them? Chances are they'll either they'll be a raving fan or they'll either get or or they'll get really quiet
0: or they're just going to kind of like lay it all out there. Right. So it's kind of the same thing. Interesting, and so do you see that as in like that becomes something that we can leverage because people are telling us that is that like a jumping off point for us to have a deeper conversation? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So you know, so I, you know, I used marketing for an example because I know that's you know your forte and like where the depth is. And so when people start to share that they're they're unhappy with something you know you start to ask more deeper questions well what is what does that look like for you and and how often you know how often do you find yourself in that situation if if i were able to solve that problem for you or take some of that off of your plate how would that make you feel mm. like oh my gosh you you mean you could you could take that off my plate right like if i were able to step in and maybe you know, give you some tips or some advice on how to make, how to be able to do that in an easier way. You did that for me yesterday. You said, okay, let me, let me send you this, spreadsheet i you know if you're anything like me you'll geek out on this spreadsheet i'm like oh yes i love spreadsheets right (laughs) speaking my language um yeah it's like so It was like oh that's awesome so you saw where it's like oh here's a pain for me but you were like let me share this tool with you maybe i can maybe i can ease some of your pain and when you can start to to help them in a in non salesy way you know it's it's just positioning yourself as somebody who can offer a guidance or help or um you know like for me you know situation i was in recently um was happened to be talking to a really dear friend of mine i was asking her to speak to a group that i i run and we were having this conversation and all of a sudden i kind of like went down this rabbit hole i was just kind of like really struggling with something and i shared it with her and i told her what it was and Next thing you know, I'm hiring or be my business coach. I'm like, how did that happen? But it was just yeah. a very organic conversation. And I was at a point in my life where I needed to make a decision that was going to help me move forward. I was stuck in this, I was stuck somewhere, and I knew that she could help me. So I trusted her enough to start sharing what I was struggling with. And then one thing led to another. She just kept asking me really good questions. Well, how would that yeah. feel if you could make that better? How would that feel if, you know, if we were able to work, help? if I were able to help you work through that issue or how we're, how would it make you feel if we came up with a strategy behind all of that, that would that you feel confident that you could stick to? Mm-hmm. You know, who's like, oh my gosh, this woman's speaking my language. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you're hired. You know, so.
0: <laughs> Where do I
1: sign? Where do <laughs> yeah. I <decide>? Right. <laughs> but sometimes we just, it's the simplicity of just listening and allowing people to just open up And then we can see where we can fill those gaps. Mm. You know, look for the, look for the gaps that we can fill. We don't have to sell them our biggest and best program. It may just be something simple like, Hey, I have this sheet, you know, I have this page. I think you're, I think you're really good at where you're at right now. I think you just need maybe a little template to help you kind of streamline things. And that's, you know, that might be the first step, the first door opener like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. I love this tool. This is amazing. It's saving my life. And or I might get the tool and look at it and go, yeah, no, I need her to do it for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's that, you know, that, but the, the gifting of your time to listen is a huge asset. Mm -hmm. It's just time, right? It's time, you know, but we have to make sure that we're selected, you know, or that we're delivering, you know, we're delivering on that promise of I'm going to hear you out. I'm going to listen. We're going to have a
0: conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So one thing that I noticed that you've said uh, a few times, Laura, and almost like it sounds like you're making a distinction, which is why I want to ask you the question about it is like, you know, I, I've, I've used the word elevator pitch because that is what we tend to use and we tend to think about going out to someone and going, oh, I've got to have my 30 second elevator pitch, right? I noticed you deliberately use the word message. So, And, you, you know, you talk about ditch the pitch. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Do you even call it an elevator pitch or do you think that's something we need to move, or, move away from?
1: Well, it's funny that you asked that because I only recently started um, my – it was funny because my husband and I were watching, looking at my YouTube channel, and then we went to Google and Googled um, elevator pitch. And I came – my, like, ranking came, like, down way below. I'm like, wait, why am I coming under – because I teach this day in and day out, I should be at the top like 30 second. Pitch. And then I realized I wasn't using the tag 30 second pitch. Cause I put everything 30 second message. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is it's really a message. It's your heart that you're putting out there. When we talk, when we say pitch, it's more like, you know, it's that sales pitch. Like, Oh, let's throw something at them and see if it works. You know, you can like joke all the time about, it. you can pitch things at people all day long. And it doesn't mean they're going to pick up the bat and hit it. Yeah. But, in a message, it's the message is the fact that people are receiving it, right? So we want to create something that comes from our heart that people are going to receive. and But we have to think beyond that message. And that's where the ditch the pitch and start connecting comes in, because I want you to be able to connect with your audience in a truly authentic, heartfelt way that stirs them to respond to you. Like yeah, I don't want to, you to feel salesy or sound salesy. You know, most people will avoid networking because they don't want to have to do their thirty-second message because you know, they, they hate doing sales or they don't want to come off sounding salesy. <laughs> but you know what? When it's really like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and and the whole like the whole premise behind it, it's really your your business commercial, right? It you know it is kind of like a commercial for your business, but more importantly, it's you're putting your heart out there. You know, when you're sharing what you do in a really truly authentic way from your heart and it, and it really connects with your audience, it's amazing how it, it kind of like flips a switch. It, it changes how people receive and perceive what you're, what you're doing and what you're offering.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause you, you mentioned, what was the word you used? You said, um, it wasn't tension, but it was a word that made me think of the word tension. Um, and the, what where my head went to was uh, I had a guest on the show, Louise Cash, who specialises in brand names, and also she's talked a bit about taglines. And she talks about that like it's almost like you can draw people in with having tension in your tagline where people kind of, and I love Ditch the Pitch because it's like, hang on, but are we meant to be pitching? And, you know, do you kind of, are you finding, I mean, I want to go into a little bit of solutions without giving away all your secrets, Laura, just give us a few little teasers. Of like what can we do to, like, is that the goal? Should we be trying to create tension? Is it more than that? Like what's some examples maybe of, you know, the sorts of things we need to be need to be saying in that 30-second message?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing um, people need to understand is in your message, it's it's helping people identify who you serve. Yeah. And when you come yeah. from a heart of service, your message needs to have that. It needs to, you know, like for me, it's really intentional. And, and you say tension, but I want to go a little bit further than that and say in be intentional with your messaging, because your your intentions are to attract people to your business. That's what you want to do. You want to attract people to have that conversation. So when you pepper your message with how you serve your clients, it's, it's like giving people that aha moment. It's, you know, a lot of times I, I teach people how to do their 30 second message as a story. Right. So, for example, I have this woman that I that used to come to a networking event that I attended for a really long time. And every time it was her her turn to do her 30 second message, she would get up and leave the room and not come back until after everybody was done doing their 30 second messages. We worked together and helped her to overcome that fear she had of public speaking by giving her a message that she felt comfortable and confident in delivering. The first time she delivered that message people in the room walked up to her and welcomed her as if it was their first time being there because they hadn't realized she was even there before. Mm, You know, don't get, don't get lost in the crowd. Mm. So, you know, you can feel the emotion in that, right? So when you're bringing that emotion of, okay, here's an example of somebody that was struggling Here's what we did to help her overcome that. And it's a we, it's not just me. It's what did we do together to help her overcome that? Because when you're working with clients, it's a we, right? It's that partnership and them trusting you. And then, you know, what was the result and how did everybody else respond? Mm -hmm. Right. So there's that emotional picture there that people can go, oh my gosh, this is why my friend Susie never comes to these meetings because she doesn't want to do her 32nd message.
0: I got to introduce her to Laura. You know, I've had
1: that response before, you know? So
0: it's sort of like, it also makes it concrete, doesn't it? Cause it's like, okay, here's this person, can you relate to them or do you know someone who can relate to them? Yes, I know someone exactly like that Mm -hmm. or yes, that's me. That's exactly what I do. Maybe Mm -hmm. to a lesser extent, maybe in a different situation.
1: Yeah, It's It's me or, oh my gosh, that's so-and-so or yeah, it's helping them to see beyond themselves is a big piece of it.
0: Yeah, it's actually, it makes me think of um, another guest who I had on the show who hasn't, uh, I haven't published on the podcast yet, but has been on the live stream with me, Anthony English. And he ended up having a message. I w- I'm really curious on what you think about this. So his like tagline or his hook probably is I help Rachel, right? And he talks about this person, Rachel. And he's like, Rachel is this kind of person going, and it's not like an avatar, like, and we we got into a big discussion about it, right? But he said, like, what he found is when he talked about Rachel and the problems that Rachel was going through, people would either be like, I'm Rachel, I know a Rachel like that, I was going to be called Rachel and I'm going through that, right? Like, and he just <laughs> like he's like, it just really took off. I mean, what's your thoughts on on doing something like that? Any insights about why that kind of approach works. Have I told you enough about it for you to analyze it?
1: (laughs) And the thing that is, again, he's identifying who his ideal client is, right? So that's a big piece of it. And so he's found a creative way to identify who his ideal client is in a way that the audience can relate, Mm. right? It's relatable. So he's, you know, identifying his ideal client, he's sharing a message that's relatable. He shares how he serves that person that's all part of it. That's really that creativity. So he found a creative way by using Rachel as this fictitious character. And it's, I'm sure at some point in time, he says in there, if you, if this, if you can relate to Rachel, or if you know someone who can relate to Rachel, I can help them. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's making, you know, that call to action is really important to your 30 second message as well. Um, the other thing too is it, there, there's a creative way. Um, a couple of the ladies in one of the networking groups that I belong to, virtual networkers have started creating, um, uh, almost like rhymes. Yeah. out of their 30 yeah. second messages. And it's like, everybody loves it. Like, you know, everybody's now looking for Connie Joe to do her rhyme, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, and then all of a sudden somebody else is do, trying to write one feverishly write one while we're, while we're on video, like turn theirs into a r- rhyme as well. So yeah, yeah it, it's fun and creative. So when you can, you know, find that message that feels authentic to you and your personality and, and, and be a little fun and creative. I I know a guy who used to say, we help you stand out in the crowd with your marketing. And he would literally stand up on a chair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I remember that guy. Right. Uh, Yeah. So he's like, you know, the dude that stands up on the chair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah, it. promotional Love materials, it. and he would, or you know, people. Another great thing is when people who have products bring their products with them, right? Mm-hmm. Show your products, show your book, show your whatever, whatever assets that you have that are, you know, obviously you can carry them with you. You know, you're not going to drive a car into a meeting. You might, maybe a photo of the car. But um, I used to have a friend of mine who literally would bring um, a, a sold sign from, yeah, you know, she was a realtor and I would have, she would, we talked about, it. I said, just take a sold time with you. And, you know, if you want to, if you're ready to sell your house and you want to see this within a matter of days, see me, <laughs> you know, it was like real short and sweet and people were like, oh, that's awesome. It's yeah. grabbing the attention of your audience. So they remember you because yeah. at some point in time, they're going to come across someone who needs your services. It may not, it may, they may not be your ideal client. But they're going to come across somebody like, oh, yeah, you need to you need to, this person. You need Laura. You need Lauren. You need you need to talk to so and so. And that's what you want to become memorable. You know, a lot of people. One of the big questions I get about your 30 second message is should you like say the same message all the time? Right. Should you, uh, oh, I don't want to have one of those canned messages. Well, here's the thing. And, and this is this is really important to remember. I tell people all the time, your 30 second message, you need to have one that you can repeat day in and day out so that when you are caught off guard and somebody says to you, so what do you do? That you can write then and there. You could give them, you know, that one line, really good, strong one line response, which is part of your 30 second message. But you know, even in a networking environment, when you have the opportunity of a thirty-second message, you don't want to be thinking about what you're going to say. You want to be focusing on the other people in the room. So, you, if you yeah. have a message that you've got in your head and you know what you're going to say, and you know it comes rolls right off your tongue, it gives you an opportunity to really focus on the other people. The other thing, when you're sharing the same message, maybe in a monthly meeting, maybe you know for a few months in a weekly meeting people that you network with start to remember your commercial for you.
0: Yeah. They can then repeat it for
1: you when they're out and about like, Oh my gosh, Laura, she does, you know, most people, you know how most people struggle to communicate their 30 second message and, you know, their message in 30 seconds or less. Well, Laura helps people do that for net for networking and video. You need to talk to her. So they'll like say it for you. There's one guy in one of my networking groups. I love him to pieces. And he always says the same thing. And the one day I was literally sitting in my chair and I was saying his commercial for him out loud with him. And somebody turned around and looked at me and they were like, I'm like, tell me you can't say his message. And they were like, Oh my gosh, I say it in my head the whole time. He's talking. I'm like, (laughs) it was really patchy. Like, and how he says it, he's very animated and very, you know, like, he's a a jeweler of you know and he's just he's so much fun and it's when he does his 30 second message it's like i can say it right along with him like he changes up part of it but i can always say the end with him Yeah. yeah so it's you start to repeat other people's messages and that's the that's the idea behind having a really good message that sticks with people
0: yeah it actually makes me think of like um on there's a, a youtuber that I love and I can literally say like his complete sign off and like me and my husband both watch this particular youtuber and we always say like his complete like like with the pauses and like with the and I'm like I've got to sign off on my show right and then I'm like sometimes I change it a little bit I'm like I wonder if that like I'll say I'll either say until next time or I'll say until then and then the rest of it's the same. I go, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. That's really easy for me to say. But I'm like, I wonder if it upsets people because they try to guess, like, is she going to say this one? <laughs> well,
1: And that could be part of your thing. Like, oh, is she going to tweak it? Where is she going to tweak it at? Oh, you know, but you always say the other part all the time. Yeah, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's kind of like you're throwing, you're being a little creative there. So you're, you're, you're rebelling. Oh, you're
0: you're <laughs> so I want to... I want to ask you one more question and then we'll find out a little bit more about how we can grab your book and all that kind of stuff. But the, the other question I have for you was just, you know, we started off this conversation talking about the weird year we've had. We're going to go into another weird year. I mean, I just don't see how we're not going to that. So it's the new normal to be doing this, to be networking online. Do the do you kind of see it as in like the same thing we were doing in real live virtual event uh, real live virtual <laughs> real live events we need to be doing in in virtual events do you think it changes the way we do that messaging at all or do you think it's kind of the same
1: I think it's kind of the same and um, I'm seeing more and more networking organizations um, coming online and and following the same format they're still allowing folks to go you know go around the room do your 30 second message. Share your your thirty second message, and I think it's just as important to have that really solid thirty second message. There's so much more. That's one of the talks that I do is the whole Zoom etiquette thing. I think I'm going to start a comedy routine: Zoom bloopers and etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, some interesting bloopers stories. Um, yeah, I might have to. Um, But yeah, so the you know so the whole the whole premise behind Zoom and and the you know just getting comfortable. Okay, I think a lot more people are starting to get comfortable from a business perspective and using Zoom you know to connect and do business and have conversations. But from a networking perspective, it took a little while for people to adjust to you know the screen of fifteen. I was on one today that had fifty-two people on it. I'm like, yeah. yeah, we're not going through 30 second commercials. What they did is breakout rooms and everybody got to do their commercial in the breakout room. So I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a little bit different and um, but still like if you have an opportunity to share a commercial, go for it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. make, but make sure that you're connecting with people through the chat, save the chat, share, you know, if the, if the moderator is not asking people to put their emails into the chat, suggest it. So that way you yeah. can download the chat afterwards and make sure you're following up Follow up is even more important now because we don't have an opportunity to have those conversations before and after a meeting. Right. Mm, So we need to make sure that we're purposely following up with the people that we want to connect with the people that responded when we set our 32nd message, you know, the people that were like, Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I love what you're doing. Um, you know, in the chat file, like, Hey, let's have coffee, you know, put it, put your calendar in there to have coffee dates with people say, I love having coffee dates. If you have an opportunity to share that as part of your message, hey, if you want to learn more, um, I'd love to learn more about your business. Let's schedule a coffee date. I'll put my email and I'll put my calendar in the chat. Yeah, Make sure that you're purposing to invite people to connect with you. That's a huge piece of it because follow-up is so much more important. Reaching out to people on LinkedIn, same thing. Don't just reach out and connect. Do something with those connections, right? (laughs) Invite people to have conversations with you, um, you know, and and don't be afraid to reach across, you know, across the world. You know, I'm like, I have had some amazing conversations. I was on I was literally on the phone eight o'clock this morning with someone from South Africa. And now I'm on the phone with someone from Australia. And I'm here in the U.S. on the East Coast. Like yeah. you can't do that in your normal networking group. So this is like opened up a whole new world. Yeah. Like we're really connecting in a whole new way that nobody ever thought would be possible. So this is like it's like golden opportunity with the pandemic if you're willing to take it. Right. So why not? Why not connect with people around the world? It's, it's amazing. You know, there's just so many, so many opportunities and we, and we just need to grab them.
0: Yeah, I love your passion and enthusiasm with that. I think it's so good to have like a, to end it on a positive note of saying like, let's use this, you know, rather than like doom and gloom, like. I think we're sick of hearing about the doom and gloom, right? Like Hmm. there's silver linings here. And I mean, one of the things that I get asked a lot is people like, how do you meet all these awesome people? Because I'm like, oh, I've got this new friend over in the States. Like, you know, every day I'm saying that pretty much, right? Like from wherever in the world, right? I've got a new friend in Ireland now, you know. And my friend's like, how do you meet all these people? I'm like, LinkedIn and Zoom. (laughs) I'm like, hey, you look like a cool person. Let's chat. (laughs)
1: Well, and that's how we connected, right? Because I watched an interview you did with Christine, and yeah. then I reached out to Christine and you because I was so, uh, I was so psyched what you guys were talking, like you were speaking my language. <laughs> like, I got to meet these ladies. <laughs> like, please, can we have coffee chats? And they're and they were like, sure. And we, you know, then we've, ha- I think we've had like two or three discussions at this point. So it's been awesome um, yeah. just to be able to connect with people around the world, just from, Watching what other people are putting out there, and and realizing that there's, you know, people that are are speaking the same language, people that are sharing the same insights, and interested in the same things that we're interested in, it's amazing to experience. So many people have really stepped into the the video world during this time of doing, you know, podcasts and interviewing friends and different people. So many amazing people are are showing up in such a different, unique way. Um, Through opportunities like this, you know, like which which we really weren't taking advantage of pre-COVID. Yeah. So, you know, so, yeah, I think it's it's so funny because people are like, how can you be? so?" I'm like, this has been really cool. Like I've seen some amazing people make such amazing shifts in their business. And and a lot of them are doing things they wanted to do, but never had the time to really create. So this slowed them down enough. To recreate or to create the things that they've been wanting to do, and now they're shifting into a whole new level in in their businesses that they're just they're just ex, um, ecstatic about. They're just yeah. thriving. So I think it's there's a lot of good that's coming out of this because so many people with creativity have had the time to explore.
0: Mm, yeah, that's such a good way of putting it. I love that. Now, Laura, you like I mentioned in the beginning you're an author, you have a book, you help people do exactly what we're talking about. So if people want to find out more about you, they want to get help with this, how do they grab a copy of your book? How do they find out more about you and connect with you?
1: Yeah. So my book is available through Amazon. That's probably the easiest way to get it. Or you can go to my website, 30secondsuccess.com slash book. It's on there as well. Lots of information on my website. I'm also coming out with some courses soon. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. But so my book is there, my, um, 30 secondsuccess.com really easy, um, to, to find me on social media. I use 30 Second success everywhere. So, you know, branding, it's all about branding. You know, we, I, I'm one of Lauren's favorite, you know, role
0: models for brands. To
1: <laughs> that's right. That's I right. wore my colors for you. Look, like I
0: love it. I love it. And Laura, I'm guessing the place to connect with you is on LinkedIn. That's where you hang out, right? Yes, mostly
1: LinkedIn. You know, I have a presence on on the other social platforms, but to be honest with you, I'm really focusing on LinkedIn these days. That's where I'm I'm most engaged. So yeah, LinkedIn the the place to find me.
0: Awesome. Laura, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Thank you for those who listen. Next time, guys, feel free to comment and say hello as well so we can answer your questions. And uh, yeah, I'll be back on Friday. But Laura, thank you so much again. Really, really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been a great, it's been a blast. I'm, I'm really appreciating you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished a new sunroom, Mr. C. The best
1: part is I used candy glass for all the windows. So you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either.
0: But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds.
1: And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the
0: walls are breakaway too. See? <laughs>